T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, hello. Uh, we, we have a streak that we got to keep going here because uh, last couple of weeks, the shows have been going by ridiculously fast, lightning fast. Josh Schmidt has noticed the same thing. I get here and it seems like I'm here for 20 minutes and the show's over. So hopefully uh, you and I can have that experience together again today. I, I received such a um, such an incredible email that I read before going on the air Hopefully I have a chance to share at least some of it with you later on. But it was one of those emails that really made me glad um, that I was here because it was from a lady with whom I spoke on the air a few weeks ago. And she basically had been living almost as a shut-in. That might be a hyperbole, but uh, just to make the point. And I, I said some things to her in the course of the conversation which, as it turned out, um, turned her life around. And reading that email was a, uh, it was a very emotional experience for me. Um, it was just, uh, it was really special, and I'm grateful to her for sending it to me. The only thing I would say is that it was not I. I am not responsible. You had it in you all along. You just might have needed some lighter fluid. So think of me as the lighter fluid, but you had the flame in you all along. And thank you, though, for the wonderful email. It was very heartfelt. It was very emotional, and it was really it was really nice. Now, we have a lot of rain coming down in western New York right now, if you're listening in western New York, and if you're driving in western New York. And one thing I do want to mention, even before Alan comes along with traffic, is Rain and leaves can make it almost like trying to stop on ice. So please, and again, I'm not trying to lecture. I'm not trying to be your dad, although I could be. We'll do the DNA test just to make sure. But uh, remember to give yourself some increased following distance, A, because of the rain, B, because of the leaves on the road. Slam your brakes. Well, I wouldn't recommend you do this, but if you've ever had to slam your brakes on, uh, during a fall day where there's a lot of rain and a lot of leaves on the road, 
uh, you'll find that uh, you, you're not stopping on a dime. And remember, our friends in the big trucks or the delivery vans, they can't exactly stop on a dime either because they're loaded a lot of times. They're running heavy with uh, cargo. No, not over scale. I'm just saying they're running heavy. So uh, yesterday, we had one of those shows that I loved because I tell you this every day. I come in here, I've got, I've got more topics in my bag than I can count. And the thing is, always trying to figure out where you and I are going to have a meeting of the minds and an intersection as far as what is interesting on any given day and what isn't. And yesterday was one of those days where I had more topics than I could possibly do. And we didn't do we, – we, we did – now, we didn't do them. We did one topic that was on my list. That was the McRib. And I think a lot of that was just so we could play John Goodman and uh, Zach Galifianakis from Hangover 3. McRib, OMG, it's back. Exactly. <laughs> I love that quote. You still have it, Josh? Okay. I, I think the only reason we did the McRib show was so I could play this from Hangover 3. Dear Leslie, OMG, the McRib is back. Why was it ever gone? Exactly. <laughs> Josh could play that every five minutes the rest of the show, and I'm still going to laugh. Every time I hear it, I hope you are too. But we had a letter, uh, and Tim Wenger forwarded me the letter, and it was from a lady who bought a house in which there was a whole bunch of World War II memorabilia. Uh, no uniforms or anything like that. There were some field manuals and a bunch of recordings, presumably from soldiers, uh, that were done on various media, such as vinyl, um, aluminum, or if you're listening in the U.K., I guess that would be aluminum, uh, and, and paper. And um, I mentioned the fact that uh, that this those old records see before there was facetime you're in the military now david has talked about this you can you can facetime sometimes with relatives back home um you're able to keep tabs on people more than you ever were with email but in the olden days of world war ii uh you would go into a recording booth and you would record a greeting to loved ones back home and the reason I know about that is because um, Gina Latuka from the SPCA uh, is a very dear friend, and her grandfather died in World War II on Christmas Eve 1944 when the Leopoldville was torpedoed. And one of the highlights of my life, really, was helping Gina put together a memories box of her grandfather, her mom's dad, and being able to listen to a recording that they were able to restore at select sound studios of Gina's grandfather talking to the mother of her baby, who would grow up to be Joanne, Gina's mom. So I know that soldiers, that's how they used to communicate, uh, via voice with the people back home. And I asked you guys yesterday for some suggestions on where this person who found this, in quotes, stuff in her home might turn. Uh, so that those relics are properly um, examined for any historical value and properly preserved if necessary. And you guys came up with some great ideas. The lady who sent the email, um, she she received all of the ideas. She didn't want to call into the show, but we did exchange some emails. And uh, I don't know what she's going to do with them, but I thank you for the ideas. But here's where things took a turn and 
sometimes when things take a turn, it's not for the better. You know, sometimes when if your kid ever comes home and says, you know, uh, we started off with great intentions, mom, but things took a turn. Generally, it's not going to be good. But for my purposes and your purposes, things took a turn in the very interesting direction because we're doing this show right on on World War Two. This this woman finds this relic from World War Two. And I thought, what am I missing here? There's there's a bigger idea here that I'm missing. And it hit me like a thunderbolt, or would that be a lightning bolt and a clap of thunder? In any, it hit me, and it hit me very strongly. In your family, your own personal family. See, this World War II veteran who left behind the recordings, he had no heirs when he died, okay? But a lot of people, maybe you, have been lucky enough to have inherited family heirlooms. Now, a lot of them, but not all of them, are associated with some conflict or another in which the United States has been involved. Uh, the military stuff seems to get held onto a lot more than a lot of the other memorabilia of, of somebody's lifetime. And we had calls yesterday that I could not even get to on the air about your family heirloom. Now, we had a guy calling in whose great-grandparents or whatever were some famous magicians back in the 1800s who had met very famous people, such as, oh, Abraham Lincoln. I guess he's kind of famous. Um, they were magicians I believe the name was the Davenport Brothers. And it was really interesting because I read up on them when I was talking to the guy on the phone, on the air. I had not heard of these guys. But there's a reference online to a scrapbook being found in Lilydale, which if you've never been there, you should go there. It's a super cool place. But in any event, the scrapbook that is mentioned online that's not the good scrapbook. The guy who called in yesterday, he had the good scrapbook, and he knew immediately what I was referring to when I talked about the one that they uh, uncovered at Lilydale. So I I found that very interesting. We had uh, a lady who has an old picture, presumably a daguerreotype, maybe a tintype, um, ambrotype, whatever, an old picture of one of her relatives in his Civil War uniform. The guy's last name was Cole. I don't know why I remember that, but uh, I don't know what I had for dinner last night, but I remember that call. Guy's last name was Cole. And we had a call that I could not get to. And the call was from a guy who is related to Oliver Hazard Perry. Now, that name probably isn't setting off bells in your mind. The Battle of Lake Erie. Is that setting off any bells? We have met the enemy and they are ours. Um, we had a battle off the coast, the coastline of Ohio in Lake Erie. And the commander of the Americans was Oliver Hazard Perry. And the guy who called in yesterday, and we couldn't get to him on the air because we just plain ran out of time, has the belt buckles. He's directly related to Oliver Hazard Perry. And apparently, he has the actual belt buckles that Perry wore during the Battle of Lake Erie, if I am getting the story correctly. 
Now, if you want to talk about something with significant historical value, those boot buckles would be of historic value, epic historical value. They would probably fetch a tidy sum at auction. There are a lot of people who will bid on a lot of historic things. If you doubt what I'm saying, look up sometime the prices people will pay for watercolors by a little-known artist from Vienna. At the time, anyway, he was little-known. At the beginning of the previous century, um, people will pay huge money for these artworks. The artist's name was Adolf Hitler. So people will pay a lot of money for a genuine Adolf Hitler painting. And it, I think it's not so much that they're Nazis or Nazi sympathizers. I think they just want to hold a piece of history in their hands, as you might want an autograph of Winston Churchill or a signed photograph of Franklin D. Roosevelt. But in, in your family, and I, I used this example yesterday, the movie Dances with Wolves. Do you remember when the Native Americans are sitting around and they unwrap very delicately, they unwrap this helmet that was a helmet which would have been worn by the Spanish conquistadors back when, in the 1500s. And in the movie, this helmet had traveled with this tribe centuries, generation after generation after generation, and that helmet was safely stored and carefully preserved. And the problem that we have in our um, genealogies or in our families, you simply cannot hold on to everything. And unfortunately, family lines die out each and every single day. Uh, Abraham Lincoln has no living descendants of any note. Oh, there might be the odd 14th cousin once removed out there somewhere, but Abraham Lincoln has no direct descendants who are alive today. And it's like that with a lot of very, very famous people. But in, in your family, are you the holder of a family heirloom that means a lot to you? Now, as I've said, I have to caution you that a lot of these heirlooms tend to be military-related. Um, I made reference yesterday to the fact that the family heirloom that I actually had to buy back into the family was my great-great-grandfather's 1864 Civil War diary from Petersburg, Virginia. And he also talks about the day he was married in February 1864. And it is a remarkable bit, to me anyway, it's a remarkable bit of family history because to hold this little book in my hand, knowing that during the Civil War, my great-great-grandfather was writing in that book, and I can run my hands over the same pages over which he ran his hands is a very special feeling. And I know that some of you archivists are saying, I hope you put gloves on beforehand. Well, I would now, <laughs> now that I know better. But anyway, it, it's it's really, to me, it's, it's a great bit of, of history. But getting back to the idea that you can't save everything. You really can't. And think about all of the photographs you have from back in the day 
when you used to take pictures on film, you'd have them developed, you'd get them back in an envelope. The developed uh, photographs, along with the negatives of the photographs, you would get those. And in our family, we have thousands of family pictures. We have probably thousands from my dad's service in Korea during the war. I have no idea what to do with all of those photos because, yeah, while they might be important to me because they're my dad, they might be important to my kids because that was grandpa, but in 50 years from now, who's really going to care? They're going to look and say, it's just a bunch of old junk. It's just just another GI in 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 Korea posing with somebody from Korea. Okay, let's move on, shall we? But you can't save on to everything. And the more I thought about it yesterday, it's amazing that any of us have any family heirlooms whatsoever because there's no guarantee in, in your family that let's say you've got a uh, uh, let's say you've got okay, let's say you've got a replica of the boat your great great grandfather was the captain of in the Great Lakes heyday era. And it is something you have treasured. It is something your kids have said, I want that boat. I want that model boat because what a great memory of my great, great, great grandfather. Of course, you wouldn't remember him, but it would be a part of the legacy that was left. But there's no guarantee that your heir 50 years from now, 40 years from now, is going to give a rat's rear end about that particular thing. So... I often wonder, and I don't know if you do, but I often wonder how many really cool things that should have been saved ended up being tossed and thrown out in the garbage. Like, no doubt, most of the family photos I have are going to end up in a landfill somewhere. And people talk about the digital age, and gee, what a shame. Nobody's printing out photographs anymore. Well, when's the last time you really looked through your family album? Can you identify the people in the pictures in your family album? And if you can't, they're just a bunch of faces of folks you don't know. But in your family, in your family, okay, do you have an heirloom? It absolutely, positively does not have to be military-related. But I, I have noticed that the military stuff seems to get held on to longer than the other kinds of stuff. Although one of the guys who called in yesterday, I mentioned him earlier, the scrapbook that he had of his relatives, the Davenport brothers, um, it, it's just, I, I can't imagine what that must be like to go through that scrapbook and read up in great detail on what your ancestors from all those years ago were up to almost on a day-by-day basis. To me, that's super cool. But in your family, do you have a family heirloom? Or did it get tossed out with the yesterday's trash? It's amazing any of these things survive. It really is. 803-0930 is the phone number. 803-0930. Star 930 is free on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. We did this topic to end yesterday's show, but there was such interest in it that I wanted to bring it back today uh, to begin the show. And if you are the guy 
with the boot buckles from Oliver Hazard Perry in the Battle of Lake Erie. I couldn't get to you yesterday, but you can certainly call in now. Now, we need to take a break right now, okay? So probably not a good time to call in unless you want to be sure that you're on the air ASAP after the break. But uh, 235 would be a good time to call. Just, again, I always tell you this. I hate keeping people on hold because I don't like being on hold either. It's one of the banes of existence. But sometimes in order to get your story out there, you're willing to make the sacrifice. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Tell, tell us all, what great family heirloom is your legacy from your ancestors? What do you have that belonged to them that means so much to you? Hey, it might be valuable on the open market, but it's more valuable to you because of the family connection. On News Radio 930 WB. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Ah, welcome. Yes, Christopher Cross, who was in town uh, the other night and put on uh, an incredible show at the Riviera Theater. And I uh, mentioned this yesterday, but, you know, you're always concerned about somebody's voice after a lengthy period of being in the public eye. I think of people like Rusty Young from Poco. Um, he lost his voice toward the end of his life, uh, more or less. Brian Wilson can't really sing anymore. And uh, Christopher Cross is, uh, you listen to him now, and he's not lip syncing. Nope, that's really him. And his voice hasn't missed a beat. And uh, just keep thinking about that show. And uh, think of Laura um, ending the show. is just so... 
incredibly beautiful. It was just uh, amazing. So glad I uh, checked out that concert, and thanks to the Riv uh, for having us as guests. Anyway, it is uh, 2.37 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Now, we are talking about your family um, relic, your family heirloom. What do you have in your family that is a piece of your family history that is so special to you. We got some unbelievable calls yesterday from people who, I mean, I, this, is there anybody, okay, I'm going to put out some specifics here. Is there anybody listening to my show right now who had ancestors who fought in the American Revolution and you have an old uniform hat, you have buttons from his uniform, Maybe you have the old musket. Is there anybody out there with something like that? It, and again, I, I'm not trying to keep it to military because this goes far beyond military stuff. Uh, but you might have a uniform that was worn during the Civil War by one of your direct descendants. And you realize, wow, I'm a lot bigger than my direct descendants. Well, bigger or just more girth? I'm not so sure. But uh, girth is not always a bad thing. But... Um, well, I mean, it, 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 it isn't. I mean, sometimes it is with airline seats. But it could be something as, uh, as simple as your great-great-grandmother's rag doll that she played with when she was a kid. I mean, remember, we went through a major depression in the 19, uh, late 1920s and early 1930s. And a lot of people had to make do. They weren't going to Toys R Us in the 1930s. They were improvising the whole toy thing. And come to think of it, somewhere in my house, I've got some old um, metal soldiers, lead soldiers, I believe, that were, uh, they're, they're dressed, they're, the uniforms are like World War I soldiers, and I think they were my, uh, I think they were my uncles, but they might even go further back than that, not 100%, I guess I'll need to have a toy expert analyze them. But how many of you, I mean, yesterday we had so many calls, I could not keep up with them. How many of you have family relics and heirlooms that you think are super cool around the house? And they may be military, but my goodness, they don't have to be military. But I, at the risk of repeating myself, I have noticed that the military stuff tends to stick around for a long time. And I still cannot believe the circumstances under which I obtained my great-great-grandfather's Civil War diary. I've told the story a million times. I won't bore you with it today, but it is uh, really quite improbable. But every last word is 100% true. And uh, no people smarter than I, who lived long before I did, uh, understood that truth is, in fact, stranger than fiction. And there are so many instances in my life where the truth, honest to God, is really stranger than any elaborate lie I could ever invent or any fantasy I could weave out of whole cloth. Truth is stranger than fiction. All right, let me give you the phone number so we take your call. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. What kind of cool family heirlooms do you have? We had some unbelievable calls yesterday. Uh, here is uh, up, it's uh, Rambo Jim or Shepherd Jim, whatever he prefers on any given day. North Tonawanda, you're on WBEN. What do you have? Yeah, Tom, um, my family heirloom is not so much a physical object, 
but it is the stories that were verified by both the Daughters of the Confederacy and by when I, went to, when I was 18 years old, I enlisted in the Army, make a long story short, second, my second duty station was Fort Sam Houston, which is right there in San Antonio, the first place when I got some off-duty time, I got on the bus and got dropped off right there in front of the Alamo on the bus. So I'm in the Alamo, and we're being guided. Now, back in the 1970s, at least, it might still be that way. I don't know that to be a fact. But the daughters of the tech, the daughters, the daughters of Texas, were in charge of the Alamo. So this woman is taking all those people that got all those guys that just got off the bus, and a couple of girls too, around the Alamo, and she starts talking, and she started talking about Davy Crockett and the Tennessee Volunteers, and I listened to her, and I said, "Oh, that's interesting," and she said, "Well, why do you say that?" I said, my mother's from Tennessee, and she said, well, if you don't mind me exactly asking, where was she? I said, McMinnville, Tennessee. And she said, if you don't mind my asking, what was your maiden mother's maiden name? And I said, Farless, my mother's part, Farless, Hennessy, Hillis, and Mayfield. And she said, don't you go anywhere. You stay right where you are. i got to go get my boss. No. She, yeah. She said, stay right where you are. i got to go get my boss. She went and got her boss who was the woman that was in charge of all the other women at the Alamo. She was the number one top woman in the place. And, she, and I, when I started talking to her, she said, do you know that your mother, we can't prove this, but you're, because they, they actually knew of my mother's family. Because when I said farless, they said, your mother's a farless. I said, yeah, she is. And they said that your mother's family may have been, some relation to at least one or two of the defenders that were killed at the Alamo and possibly fought with, J with Andrew Jackson at the Battle of New Orleans. I said, wow, you learn something new every day. And I grew up hearing my mother talk about her great-grandfather, who was, you know, it, he was wounded at the Battle of Lookout Mountain, which Bellavia is very knowledgeable. Of. If you ever want to talk about the Battle of Lookout Mountain, he can tell you about it. And his brother was killed the Battle of Atlanta by the Union Army. My mother was in a motel room in McMinnville, Tennessee, and I got this from my father, not my mother. The phone rings. My father answers the phone, and it was the, they said, this is the Daughters of the Confederacy. Is your wife Elizabeth there? She said, yeah, wait a minute. He put my mother on the phone. They had found the, his, the bones, and they said, well, do you want us to leave them where they are or ship them to McMinnville? My mother said, give me your area code and phone number. i got to talk to my family, and I'll get back to you on this. And all, right up to when my mother passed away, she would get, like, all this literature from the Daughters of the Confederacy and everything. because And I don't hold with slavery. I want to make that. I don't. I would have been on the north side in the Civil War. But um, I would have fought for the north to free the slaves. But... My, you know, they were, and they could, my mother's family could actually, according to the daughters of the Confederacy, trace their heritage as far back as 1805, which did precede, the, of course, the War of 1812. So I just, that was our, and I grew up with all these stories, and sometimes I used to wonder, is this just some story somebody halfway made up or something? But I guess after I went to the Alamo and that, I found out, no, it was the truth. That, that's really quite fascinating. Now, my question to you, though, is when your parents are in the hotel room, how did the daughters of the Confederacy know that the bones they had found belonged to your family? I don't know. They had stayed in touch. See, there are descent. I, I'm okay. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not a daughter of the Confederacy. I'm the wrong gender. But <laughs> they had a way that they could trace 
have been doing this since the end of the Civil War, where they traced the descendants of those names that they had that were killed at various battles, like the Union would know. Like, for instance, we know Paul Revere's grandson was killed at Gettysburg. Well, the South would know the same thing about the people that fought on their side. Yeah, but actually finding finding the bones, because as, as you know, a lot of the Civil War battles, the dead were buried in large pits, especially the Confederate dead, and especially a battle in the summertime. You had to get those people underground pretty quickly, or it was a pretty sickly uh, situation. Yeah, you might remember I told you a story at Fort Bragg about where the Union and the Confederate soldiers, there was a plaque on the ground. Remember I told you that? Yeah, but, but they did, did they do DNA testing? Yeah, to... I, guess they did. I guess they did. Now, the way I understand it, from one of the members of my mother's family, they got DNA from at least, I think it was two of them. And then when they got the bones, they started doing DNA and then cross-reference. I'm, Tom, I'm, not, I'm a guy with a high school equivalency diploma. I'm not going to lie to you. But there are people that are very educated that and have PhDs, I guess, in uh and in, 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 uh, DNA. And so they, they figured it out, and then they called my... And I said, Dad, how did they know that you and Mom were in that motel room? And my father said, the daughters of the Confederacy are like the Masons. If they want to find you, they'll find you. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's a super cool story, Jim. Thanks very much. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, that's super cool. The, the Alamo all the way to the Civil War ancestor... And, you know, every year, I shouldn't say every year, but it is not entirely uncommon today at Gettysburg, uh, even in this current era, for bodies to be unearthed from the battle. And the Union uh, Army and the Union civilians following the battle, what they would do, as as I mentioned, a lot of times they would put the bones in a big pit. And it's a very sensitive question uh, amongst archaeologists, what do we do? Do we let these people rest where they are, or do we try to identify them and uh, get them back to where they might have grown up? And let's face it, there were you know hundreds of thousands of men who died in the Civil War, mostly of disease. So I'm not sure uh, how they make the determination of how they're going to handle certain remains. But that uh, that whole thing is is fascinating. As far as tracking them down in the hotel room, that's uh, that's a little freaky. I don't know. It's a, that's a little that that that's I find that to be the most unusual part of the story. Let's go to Laura. Think of Laura in Boston on WBEN. You're on. You have a family artifact, an heirloom that you hold dear. Yes, I do. I I have a box. My aunt was born on May first, eighteen ninety eight, and it was a Battle of Manila, and she she has stayed with the service and everything her entire life she kept everything and she gave to me a box of stuff that she had when she was a little girl they were born in gettysburg and the first farm they lived on my grandfather started farming and when he would go out to plow up with the horses she would pick up all the things that were in the dirt so i have a big handful of bullets and little round balls and i have a piece of a cannonball and I have a spur, and the spur's in, like, perfect condition. And the spur has a, a date on it, and it says, patented December 24th, no, 1861. And then I've got a piece of a, like, a, a rifle. I guess you'd call it, the, like, the bolt-action lever or something. It's just a piece of that. 
and then I have a, a perfect cannonball. I don't know that it would be a, a bolt action, but how big is the cannonball? Um, oh, gosh. It's heavy. I don't know. It's not a real big one. It, um, I'm rolling it out from under the bed Size right Size of a lemon? No, no. It's like a very big grapefruit. Oh, that is... Hardly pick it up with one hand. Yeah, uh, that what see th- this is amazing because I mean, you never know what's out there in houses in Western New York. You've got a box of stuff from your relative who grew up in Gettysburg, and Dad used to plow up the field on which he farmed. And just like the farmers today in France who are always coming up with World War One artillery shells, uh, there was all of this wreckage of war. How many how many years after the battle was this plowing taking place on the family farm? Um, let's see. She was born in 1898, so it must have been, gosh, late 1800s when they got married. So decades, decades after the battle in 1863, yeah, um, yeah, that yeah. that's super cool. Now you mentioned she was born on the uh, on the day of the Battle of Manila uh, yeah. during the Spanish American War. That would have been, um, yeah. but the did that did that have anything to do with the story, or is that just how you remember? No, they they named her Ruth Manila Miller, ah. and she, like I said, um, she had a son out of wedlock very young. And he, in the early, oh, I'm trying to think what year it was. He was born in 1920, and then in the early 40s, he joined the service and ended up in France and was killed in France. And at her stone in Gettysburg, it's got her name, Ruth Manila Miller, and under it it says Earl Miller, resting in France. Oh, my goodness. Is, is, uh, is she buried in the Evergreen Cemetery? Yes. In Gettysburg, I'll, I'll be darned, because there's the there's the soldier cemetery, and then there's the civilian cemetery, which was pretty badly marred um, during the battle. I'm going to ask you a question that is a bit distasteful, but I know people are thinking it. Did your people unearth bodies when they were plowing? You know what? We never found out that. There's so many things I wish I would have asked and found out. I found out that some of my relatives were in Civil War, there was actually some, there was a, a Miss Spangler, and my grandmother's maiden name was Spangler, and we never found that stuff out. Uh, well, in Gettysburg, there's Spangler Springs. Are we talking about that? It could be. I really don't know. Well, that's, that's, I, I, I hope you can look into that more, but, uh, you know, if, if, if you, uh, I, I don't usually accept things, but, uh, you know, if you ever need a place to store those uh, Gettysburg artifacts, I could probably make room in the garage. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw yeah. it out there. No, that's that's really that's really awesome, Laura. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. What, what a great story. So, the family artifact has to do with a relative, but it has to do with the relative and what the relative found on the family farm at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. It's amazing how many times Gettysburg comes up on this program. I can't figure it out myself. 803-0930. What what family heirloom or relic do you have that you hold dear? Here's uh, Rick in West Seneca. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hey, Rick. Uh, I have an article addressed that my grandmother wore for five and a half years. She was a... Uh, a prisoner in uh, Ravensbrück in uh, in Germany during World War II, and uh, it's uh, about as thick as your like a heavy T-shirt, 
and little letter P over the shoulder. Uh, I'm sorry, over her heart. And, and the P stood for? Pollen. Pollen in German. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah five. Yeah, that was. Five pardon? years. Five years. Five yeah, that years. Was the only possession she had. What what an incredible! Uh, uh, did did she ever talk to you about why she held on to the dress? Because I would imagine that a lot of the concentration camp people couldn't wait to be rid of that stuff. Well, well, she was she was in a labor camp. Um, it was a little different, uh, tough conditions. And my mother was there too as a little girl. My father, on the other hand, was a Soviet slave labor in Kazakhstan. And after Hitler in a really screwy way, yeah. Hitler actually saved my father's life by uh, double-crossing Stalin. That's pretty weird when you wrap your brain around it. Uh, I have a lot of my father's stuff from because uh, he was in the Middle East, um, you know, Persia and Palestine. And so I have some uh, things from him, like a cigarette case hmm. with a nice embossed Polish army, you know, stuff. It's very, very interesting. Uh, my sister also, my so... my my aunt, who was conspiracy, uh, older than my father she was in france and my uh she was a nun she ran a convent to school in an orphanage and my 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 uh my sister has a cross that she wore sort of looked like the flying nun uh, your family uh was all over the place in europe that is remarkable as far as the dress is concerned um when when it is time for you to leave this world have you made provisions for it because there is the u.s holocaust museum uh and memorial in uh, washington right. dc uh, well it would go to my son and uh and there's a polish museum of america which is based in chicago so that's probably where it would be. Um, but uh, I mean, it would just be a really shame is, if that kind of an artifact were lost oh, to the no, sands I, of time, I, I, you know? Yeah, there was, there, was, there was some, you know, where she, you know, fixed it, you know, sewed a couple spots in it. But yeah, five and a half years, that's all she had. But the, those labor camps, I, I don't know how much your grandmother talked to you about it. Those labor camps were not exactly like going to the Marriott. Uh, they were horrible. Uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, and my father was in Kazakhstan. Well, they were sent to Siberia and Kazakhstan. And what happened was, you know, if you died, you died. They served you two meals. If you want, you know, like maybe, uh, I don't know if it was even food, you know, it was just potatoes and, yeah. and water as far as I know. Well, I mean, let me ask you a question. Uh, let, let me just ask you a question. Your, your, your father um, was in the, your, your father or your grandfather was in the Polish army. My, my my mother's father was in the Polish army. And my father was in the po- well. My father was in the Polish army. Okay, but I, I need to inter- I need to interrupt here. How did he escape? How did he escape the purge he, of the Polish army father, by the Russians? My father didn't. Well, my father was released by Stalin because after Hitler attacked Russia, uh, they they cut a deal with the Brits and the Poles to. Uh, reform a Polish army because they would know they'd be fighting against Hitler. Wow. So they, formed, they formed the Polish Second Corps. So that was like a Batan death march. The Russians didn't really help them. So they marched from Kazakhstan all the way to Iran, with Persia at that time. And they reconstituted an army. And they fought in, he was in Palestine, he was in Egypt. Uh, he, was, uh, he, he was one of the, he was in a group 
the t- casino, Monte Casino. Wow. That's that's a yeah. super that's a super cool family history, Rick. I hope you've written it all down. I I thank you very much. Um, You're welcome, Tom. Yeah, thank no, thank you. That's a fascinating story. And I had to ask about the Polish situation because uh, one of the things the our our good old allies, the Soviets, did in the Second World War, uh, Germany invaded from the west. Russia invaded Poland from the east. There are still a lot of very bad feelings between Russia and Poland over that situation. But Stalin's people killed the cream of Polish society and the Polish army at Katyn Forest. And they tried denying it, say, oh, no, the Nazis did this. No, it was the Soviets that did that. And uh, I'm kind of amazed that anybody who was under Russian control uh, in that period of time, was able to survive, even Kazakhstan. Uh, I'm surprised they were able to survive when so many didn't. I mean, there are thousands of people still yet to be discovered in the woods of Katyn Forest. And uh, actually, they had a memorial service a few years ago. They tried to have a memorial service, and a whole bunch of Polish dignitaries were on a plane that crashed en route to the ceremony. A lot of people thought the Russians sabotaged that or elements of the KGB that were still around. It's an interesting story if you ever want to look it up. Anyway, uh, without getting too much into the weeds here, we're talking about your family relic. We started talking about this yesterday, and I said, you know what? I've got to do this tomorrow because this is that good. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 